Okay, so I'm glad you're feeling good. It's funny that uh, the first episode there was, what happened? You were injured. Yeah, my back, I hurt my back with a sleeping injury. Second episode, construction we both had. And then now here we are and you've survived COVID and you're still committed to doing the pod. Yeah, I just feel way better. And yeah, I I watched the movie yesterday and I'm like, I'm on a fucking roll. Let's do this. Welcome everyone back to another episode of Movies That Whip ass i'm goo (laughs) and i'm here with adriel once again how's it going hey what's up um good i uh i'm a little sick but um hopefully i don't sound too bad and i feel pretty good and i'm glad to hear it we are here we're gonna talk about the film rrr that came out this year and it's been kind of a i saw it was we're a little late to the curve, too. This is what we I was just talking to you before we were, like, doing the episode with movies. Like, I think I saw this, like, a month, two months ago or something. Like, just, like, everyone going nuts for it. Everyone talking about it. Um, and so here we are to, like, provide some late game, uh, I don't know, um, feedback on everything, I guess. <laughs> feedback, <laughs> impressions. I don't know. I, I still have, I, a lot of people I know haven't seen it yet or don't know about it. So, Mm -hmm. um, but again, as as we've talked about, like, I'm not really on the internet, which is sort of a a silly thing to say, but I'm not really. (laughs) So I feel like for for you, you, um, you know, you see people's opinions and see that people have watched this movie and have strong opinions about it. But for me, I'm like, like yesterday I watched it and I'm telling a lot of people about this movie and they're like, what the hell are you talking about? And I'm like, it's on Netflix, man. (laughs) Check it out. It's it uh, it is hard to I was tr- I was showing some people yesterday on my birthday I was like it's my birthday you have to watch this dance scene <laughs> with me, <laughs> um, but yeah it is it is uh, it's a unique one to like just for American audiences I guess to be like, uh you know check this out you know yeah. your friends are maybe a little I mean you probably have some more open minded friends culturally right that are more. You know, they're not just like, I only want to see superhero movies, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's true. A lot of people are like, what is it? Is it Bollywood? Like, I don't understand what it is. And it's also, I mean, it's sort of hard to explain what... I'm like, it's a, um, you know, a fantasy epic action movie that also has musical numbers that's set in 1920s India about anti-colonialism. So, (laughs) and people are like, that sounds great on paper. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and it's great in execution, although, um, Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I have, I've, I've done, I went down a big, deep rabbit hole. Um, but I actually, I mean, of, of Indian history and mythology and, um, politics, some of them being Mm -hmm. present day and some of them being from, you know, the past hundred years, um, sure. and so I'll, I'll, I'll share some of that because it like the plot thickens when you actually start to get a little bit of context. There is a, yeah, there's a lot of like interesting stuff going on, like in the creation and then, yeah, with the politics and stuff, which, um, I mean, we've, I guess I've done a little research. You've done some research, but I would say we're neither of us are, uh, at all experts on like the current 
political situation in India. No. Right? So. Oh my God, no. I uh, I'm certainly not. <laughs> I do not presume to know much of anything about Indian history or anything. But I've just been so researching not- it because RRR was such a wild ride, and um, I I mean I'm glad that I'm glad that it it allowed me to do a little bit more. It inspired me to kind of look some of this stuff up <laughs> that I think you that know, is, is, awesome. is useful. I did. I found myself uh, on some of the time I had off on my birthday, like a little intrigued. And I spent like a good part of the morning, you know, reading about the making of the movie and what went into it as well. It it kind of is just captivating in that way. Yeah. But we'll, we'll, we'll provide our feelings on it. But yeah, don't uh, we're not experts. So don't like I don't know. Um, <laughs> don't go out and act like because you heard us, you know everything about uh yeah no no politics (laughs) although i do i i could i'm happy to share um some good articles that i read um that i'll 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 talk more about i'll i'll share them um with whoever wants to whoever wants to read them and i'll share them with you gooey as well um yeah we'll put them in the we can put them in the description too some of them are really good um it's it a lot of them are, are from I started with things like New York Magazine, New York Times, The Atlantic, whatever. But then the sources that they cited um, were more uh, kind of like firsthand accounts from like actual like people from India um, or Indian family mm, and cool. whatever. Um, so I hope that they have good fact checkers and they, you know, they cite credible sources because um, I, I like found my way through clicking on the, the links and the resources. So anyway, that's why it's important that's to awesome. have fact checkers. <laughs> I appreciate the effort you went through. So definitely, yeah, feel free to drop those in wherever it feels relevant in the conversation. Yeah, I kind of mixed in some stuff. I did go to some articles and stuff, but uh, like any classic uh, podcast like this, I grabbed a lot of tidbits off of like Wikipedia and IMDb. So yeah, uh, you can also just read the Wikipedia for some of what I'm bringing to the table. Yeah, yeah. Just no, not as cool. I uh, I think that you did some more uh, research on like the, the movie and the, the uh, circumstances surrounding that. And I uh, sort of like took a left turn and like really went into some, I, I learned about Gandhi more than I already knew. Learned about, oh, okay. uh, anyway, anyway, I'll get into it. And we're going to let you know by the end of this if Gandhi is good or bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, everything I said, we are experts, actually, on yeah. India. We were just, <laughs> this is a red herring. We're actually, we've got PhDs in this, so <laughs> trust okay. us. So, let's get into the movie. Yeah. Um, it is directed by S.S. Rajamuli who wrote the film with his father, who's a, also a famous screenwriter. Um, like, you know, like a lot of people in uh, America, this is the first film I've seen of his. <laughs> like, uh, but apparently, I, I mean, I would definitely want to see more. But uh, I was, you know, looking at some of this guy's stats on Wikipedia, and it's insane. Uh, it said three of his... Three of his films are among the top five highest grossing films in India... Um, I think they're also the most expensive and this one being the most expensive film made in India. That's it's the uh, most expensive like, film made in like ever. Yes. Yes. This is Whoa. the biggest. The, yeah. And the, the director is actually the highest paid director in India. And I believe, um, uh, Raju, the actor who plays Raju, 
uh, Ram Charan, I think is his name. He's, I think, the highest paid actor in India. Wow. Wow. So we're de- we're dealing with a blockbuster here. Yeah, we're dealing you know with I mean? some, some pedigree. Um, yeah, most of the, like, sequences in this movie cost more than, like, a small budget film. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, it, it definitely shows. I just, I hadn't realized that this was, like, the, the most expensive movie ever to come yeah. out of India. I mean, that's saying something. Yeah, the two other films, the director's made a ton of films, but uh, um, the two other films in particular that were expensive are part of this series called uh, Bahubali. Um, and with with these three films in particular, uh, they're credited as pioneering the pan-Indian film movement, which is the intention there is that there's I, multiple different dialects and cultural uh, aspects to different parts of India, and he's making these with the intention to be in all the different languages. I think this film has like five different dubs, mm. uh, and to like kind of appeal to people across those uh, bo- uh, boundaries, like both uh, physical and you know uh, cultural bound- boundaries. Yeah, yeah, ling- yeah. linguistic as well. Um, the I I I was talking to someone who was asking like is it bollywood and i was like i don't know because i i you know i'm so pitifully ignorant about all of this right and so i was like looking this up and i was like ah okay so what i'm finding out which you may already know um is that like bollywood is like in um mumbai and it's like hindi speaking cinema but there's like a whole lot of other you know uh, uh, other parts of india that are creating movies of course and that's sort of they're sort of relegated to like regional cinema um and this film Mm -hmm. in particular is from south india and um it was originally in uh telugu and yes and that those films are called tollywood with a t um so i mean it's just interesting that that some of his other movies also were um that that they were trying to that there was an intention to like create other to create a different audience for people to to consume these films yeah and it's certainly like i mean that's also the premise of the movie not just in the making it but like at the end you know where they're kind of like saying like all of india come together there's Mm -hmm. sort of that thing they're going for there uh and you know that's you know there's both a like um kind of like uplifting aspect to it there and you also just think about though um it widens your market i guess like yeah. you know what i mean this this can now this will probably make more money you know that it's trying to appeal to you know all these different markets so there's right. sort of a economic factor there too as well but yeah i mean yeah it shows in the film that it's going across these cultural barriers and i ask, I also think we talked about how it is like so expensive and a blockbuster and it shows that's that's something that I feel like is worth pointing out because it's like I I do love like big like these big blockbuster sort of like um, event movies, you know, that just feel like unlike every anything you've ever seen and like all this crazy stuff's happening Um, and I, I just like it. I like that it actually shows, you know what I mean? Yeah. That it actually like, cause now there's so many, I don't know. I don't want to go too deep into like the, 
you know, griping or whatever again, but like <laughs> uh, so many big like current American blockbusters are just like they like don't seem like it. They they're like all shot in like a, you know, a warehouse. And yeah, they, totally. You're like, what, like concrete. What did, what did you spend your money on? Like for real? Like it's just bizarre sometimes. I mean, of course, they spent their money on things like I, I'm not a producer. <laughs> I do not make budget for movies. But but I do. I also really appreciate that. Like wow, this movie looks fucking expensive because it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. So much of it is just like my jaw it's, was on the floor, you know? It's constantly expensive looking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, so do you know about the title of the film? No. Okay. So the title was actually the tentative title for the movie, and it's actually an abbreviation of the director and the two main stars name or wh whatever, an anagram of their th three names, R, oh. R, and R. A and it was based, like, I feel like that's just saying, like, they're all such big names <laughs> that it's like, yeah, the, the whole premise of the film is like these three people working together. Right, you know? right. Yeah. No, that's, well, and then, so that was the tentative title where they were like, R, 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 these are the three people who are all working together. Um, title forthcoming and then they just kept it yeah. they kept it and it, it goes back to what we were just talking about but the director wanted something simple that could kind of be like a universal sort of language mm. and uh i think they also tried to like have it apply like in the i saw some things in like this area like it's kind of like was promoted not necessarily this is the title but promoted as this I think if you look on like the Netflix one, it says like it stands for like Rise, Revolt, Rebel, or something mm -hmm. like that. You know? Yeah, it's, it seems like I've because I've seen Rise, Roar, Revolt. I've seen another one. That oh, has, I think that's it. I've seen something else that says Rebel instead of Revolt. Um, mm. But I mean, the I mean R R R does that, and that also means something. That means words in Telugu or in Hindi. I, I assume I don't know, <laughs> right? Because I mean, because rise, roar, revolt are are all our words <laughs> in English, uh -huh. and so I, I I guess that they also just chose words that also start with R. I mean, it's just it it's so much I would of think this so. Yeah. is so interesting linguistically, right? Because it's because um, it's like as you said, it's cr it's crossing so many uh, linguistic and literal you know boundaries of the people who are watching it. A lot of people who are watching it, like me, that you know. That I have no clue about like Indian cinema or about Indian history, right? So it's like it's really like a, it's, a window, you know. It's actually interesting how they far they went with that too in trying to make it appeal, I guess, because so the overall like kind of the overall story of the film was written by uh uh Rajamuli's father, whose name is V V Vijayendra Prasad. That was a fairly okay pronunciation. Uh -huh. um, and he wrote like the overall story of the film. And then they were saying, it was saying that uh, they had different people write the dialogues for each version of the film, which is, that's not too unusual to like, you know, ha you know, translate a movie. But I think that it was more from like the starting point, you know, it wasn't like we made the movie. Now, how do we translate it? It was like the kind of, worked it into each uh you know dial like basically each person kind of got to put their own take on it you know what i mean like obviously they didn't change the story too much but uh 
that's like they tried to have it fit like you know if you were from here you would it would be more said like this you know oh interesting that is interesting and like and yeah as you said i mean it's like a it's a total um it's a, a profitable project <laughs> to be to be trying to make these the, trying to make this movie that is so accessible and feels like you know a, a language that is um inherent you know that people it doesn't feel like a dub you know mm -hmm. oh yeah no that's so I don't, I don't know if that actually came off. Like, I did watch it in Hindi, and then the next day I was, like, watching uh, the original language version, like, when I was going back through it and looking at stuff. But, like, I didn't I didn't really pay attention long enough to see if that did actually make a big difference. That would be something I would obviously be interested to know, though. Yeah, sure. I really, I was sort of, um, I was bummed out that this, the version that's on Netflix is in Hindi, because the original... Um, was in uh, Telugu, and I was like, well, if I already can't understand them, you know, I would I would prefer to have the the real actors' voices, you know. Um, but I I did read something that um, I thought made a lot of sense, and it was basically saying that the that the reason that this version is the one that most people see is because um, that is the language of Bollywood and of like and Hindi cinema, which is like the the big export and the you know, a really big industry in India. So that uh, caters to that market. And that's what, you know, that's what gets distributed the most widely. And I was ah, like, ah, okay, so this makes sense, right? Then now I big get it. Big Bollywood coming in. Yeah, <laughs> big, big, <laughs> but actually though, big Bollywood's coming in. Yeah, I, um, that does make sense. Um, yeah, I didn't know, I, I had read like, I don't know how like true this is because I, you know, I'm just not that familiar, but it said like, this movie was slightly different from most like Bollywood cinema cinema because it's more questionable of like the status quo and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, and I guess that makes some, some sense, like, you know, like the big, you know, that like, that's probably true anywhere, <laughs> you know, the right. big uh, money-making uh, giant conglomerate, whatever, they're going to usually favor the status quo. So I believe it. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's a couple of, of I don't know if I want to get if we should get into this now um, about the status quo and whether or not this movie upholds it or not. Um, because, okay. but I, I can see that. Yeah. So the 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 premise of the film, as we mentioned, is that it's about these these two revolutionaries um, who are fighting against the British Empire, um, and it's in 1920, so it's almost 30 years before um, Britain vacated the the area mm -hmm. um and these are real life guys right these are real life guys <laughs> these are real guys um but it's sort of as i as i saw in one article sort of a fan fiction um because yes. these people were actually uh active in different different time periods in different areas and so it's this like fan fiction of these two freedom fighters who were fighting against you know british occupation and british governance in india um uh I forgot where I was going with this. So, well, that's the premise of the film, right? And so, it, so it feels really, um, it feels really revolutionary, right? It feels like, oh man, like fuck the, like it feels anti-colonial and anti-imperial yeah. and like anti-white in this way that uh, it could never have a run in the United States because of that. Um, but there is like some more context, uh, particularly about uh, again, because I have my PhD in this, but um, about Hindu people and Muslim people and like kind of where where 
India stands politically now, at least in its leadership and these sort of extremist movements. Um, okay. That sort yeah, of... Yeah, see, that's what I don't know as much about. Right, right. Um, well, in a nutshell, I mean, I, I could say... I guess I'll save this a little bit because I kind of... I watched the movie not knowing any of this, right? So I kind of want to, like, talk more about, like, the impressions of the film, which is absolutely wonderful. And I think that everybody should see this. Um, and every and everything that I read also was like, you should see this movie. Like, it's not... It's yeah. not. It's not a dangerous film. It's like an incredible film to watch. But there is some like context, you know, that that well, this film is walking into. Well, and that's what art is about. You know, we right. can we could cover. We could talk about it. You know, we yeah. can and still uh, enjoy. Uh, yeah, and still enjoy it. Right. Don't okay. cancel so RRR. <laughs> we we can we can save it. But I I like you mentioned that it is a fanfic, and I thought that element is awesome <laughs> it was so cool oh i loved uh, it i loved it so in particular too so i guess the director was saying in the in the instance of these two guys in real life they both had this period of their life for a few years where they kind of disappeared i guess did you read this i i, I don't know what that means like, no i didn't read if that. it's just like you know it's just like there's not much said about them or something but uh, okay. basically he was like what if in that time they met <laughs> or something? You know Whoa, what I mean? Oh, cool. Uh, I like that. And I love what he's saying. He's like, he's basically like he was inspired by, I, I love this element of the film. He's saying they, they were, you know, fighting for freedom. They were hitting police stations, taking away guns, arming people, inspiring people. Uh, and I, I, I feel like the movie does have that spirit. I love I actually love how it it doesn't like hand hand ring about like, oh, should we fight back? Is yes. that wrong? You yes, know? yes. Like, it's not anti violent at all. It's like pro violence. <laughs> which I'm for. I'm, I'm for, for it. it. I cool. was I absolutely <laughs> am for it. I mean a big like part of the movie is about like giving guns to the people. And yeah, so I do think if it does it's already made a big kind of splash here, but I feel like further, I feel like that would be like there would eventually be backlash to it. Like, well, they should uh, vote about it. Or yeah, you know yeah, I mean? no, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had a friend who went and saw the movie in theaters, which I was going to see. It had like a limited run um, here in, in this city and I was going to go see it, but then I got sick. So I couldn't. I was bummed. But. Uh, she went and saw it and she was like, I kind of understand why this only had a limited run and like that no big, you know, AMC didn't pick it up, right? Because it's so politically uh, uh, vo volatile is maybe the wrong word, yeah. it? but it's, you know, it's pretty it's spicy. It's, it's spicy. <laughs> it's, it's not apolitical. It's very political. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, well, in fact, the director stated his like he's openly stated two movies separately that uh kind of inspired him one i would think is it fits very well um uh, they actually they both kind of fit but the first one is motorcycle diaries which is sort of a mm. che guevara biopic but it's kind of about how he became a revolutionary you know cool. and i think he was intrigued by the idea of like like viewing like portraying someone as both like a a real like relatable guy but also like who goes into this you know larger than life figure though mm -hmm. these guys are already like pretty 
much like that yeah. <laughs> in the beginning of the film. But yeah. yeah, you know, it makes sense that revolutionary uh these, you know, presenting these real guys. It's like they're they're real life superheroes. I mean, that's part of what draws them together into this friendship is that they're both fucking like insane superheroes. That's he he used that term too. It's a, an imaginary friendship between two superheroes. Oh wow, um, cool. Which I think is cool. Like that's the thing too is like I'm not even ma- like it's not even like this is a this is a superhero movie for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Very good. Like, but it's actually like exciting. <laughs> um, yeah. Not to harp on that anymore. But uh, the other film that he referenced as. Um, an inspiration was Inglorious Bastards. Whoa, uh, he, yeah, he specifically mentioned out. how he's blown away by the scene at the end where they're just bl- blasting Hitler away. And I, I th- that's what I, that's the thing I liked about this too is that it's like, yeah, it's like real life history, but it's also like this fantasy world we made up. That's sort of like an inspirational, you know, like th- what if things were a little different? <laughs> you know, that's yeah right and it, it takes it even further than inglorious bastards did because inglorious bastards still has this like element of reality i mean rrr does as well but it's uh i mean it's oh yeah it's fantasy like, they have, like I mean, superpowers for yeah, sure yeah and it's like they don't have like magical superpowers but they have superhuman ideas and superhuman powers and like superhuman things that they that they can do um and and the movie just like runs with it. It's not like people are like, "How did he do that?" It's like no, like by the by the end of the movie, there's uh there's one particular part where one of the characters just he's he's trying to get the other one out of prison, and he just rips the door off of the <laughs> off the solitary oh, confinement yeah. cell. And at that so point, <laughs> three hours in, you're like, "All right, well, y- hell yeah!" Like the, he can definitely do that. <laughs> hell yeah! Like of course he's just gonna rip the door off because you know what else is he doesn't have to find the key. Come on. <laughs> And and they feel they they feel larger than life too, and like these superheroes because they're like based on two like major Hindu mythological figures. Do you know much about this aspect? A, a little bit, not as much. So I I didn't go as much into like looking into their stories, but like yeah, there there's like these two whatever epics. I think it was referred to as yeah. I don't I don't know much about Hindu mythology, but yeah, these two characters who also never met uh rama and bima which is kind of interesting too because they're characters they do a little good a lot of good job of weaving like the real life person into the mythological person and and you know what i you know what i mean like right a and lot like the of, fact like, that all their names actually layers. line up is like pretty crazy <laughs> like ram is the because it's a rama raju yeah, yeah that's the name of the real revolutionary but then Ram is also the name of the uh, of the character in Hindu mythology. Now, maybe that's not coincidental, right? Like, it's how people are named Mary, right? After Mother right. Mary. So it, perhaps it's not coincidental. Uh, and but not, then the other and guy is Bhima, and he's Beam, you know? It's right. Like, right. Yeah, it's pretty perfect. Yeah, it really and, lines yeah. up. And obviously, like, it's really cool, like, what, like how that... It's not just, like we made it a coincidence like he literally like transforms into that figure at the end of the movie you know in the last fight so right so that, Ron I, does, I thought that but was cool beam does not right i guess not like i i don't know much about 
be much. Well, it's, it, well, it certainly <laughs> didn't. I mean, the in the final fight scene, it's like he straight up like turns into a god. <laughs> I mean, not literally, I guess, but like he's he like looks wearing this fucking thing, and he's got like, uh, and Beam like puts, um, he like he gets him the bow and arrow, and it's on fire. I mean, it's like it's like, and then there's this. The songs, which we'll get into the songs. Oh God, they're so good. They're all There's such so bangers. Many good ones, yeah. But they they also the lyrics are like so on the nose, and I don't know if that's like a translation or, or what. But the lyrics oh, are like, yeah. "He's a god. Here he comes, like with they're a like, flaming bow and arrow." Yeah, they're like Rama with his, and it's like, "Fuck yeah, that's yeah. so sick." Yeah, exactly. It's pretty badass. It's, it's sick. <laughs> They also had like I don't know if the like this is where I, I didn't go this far into like the mythology, but like they also opposed them. It made sense for their like their characteristics as well. But like one is like the fire and one is the water. And, uh, you know, they had him like in the end, you know, he's got the flaming arrows and they have him coming out of the water with the spear. You oh, know, it's so cool. I love Very it. Very cool. <laughs> I love it. And it's so it's like they're they're not trying to be shy about the. It's not it's not even symbolism. It's just it's like elemental fucking badassery that they're like this dude's fire and this dude's water and they seem opposed but they work together to fucking fuck up the British and like we're all <laughs> fucking here for it. Like it's just it just rules so hard. <laughs> so, I guess if we go through like maybe a little bit of the movie, we can we can probably lay the grounds for maybe the more modern, like what it means now or what they're trying to get at. Sure. Um, so like in the beginning, we're not going to go beat by beat, but they're not much like from a plot perspective, I think it's actually pretty straightforward. And then it's just like all this crazy stuff happens in between. Um, but yeah, in the beginning you, you have, uh, what's this, this girl, Molly, who's kidnapped from beams tribe by, was it Ray Stevenson and Allison Duty play the Buxtons? And they're just these like hor- horrific British aristocratic monsters. God, they're fucking awful. It's so hard to watch by the end or, by, you know, by halfway through. I was like, I don't want to see these motherfuckers on screen. Like, I don't love to hate you. I just fucking they hate They were really you. good, though. They were really good. Oh, they were awesome. Yeah, they were awesome. They played They played it so perfectly. But yeah, they steal this kid from uh from her home um and i was i started to watch this movie again i'm sick and my partner margaret's also sick and the i mean she's sick but she's also ill (laughs) um but we were started she's like i don't know if i want to watch this and i was like well let's just try (laughs) and then this is the first scene is this like child starts out pretty hard yeah it starts out like so uh violent <laughs> and like set she's like i can't fucking watch this shit and she's like why don't you just want to watch will and grace and i was like no i'm already deep into this movie we did you to, drag her i have to watch it line? Uh, no she like went into the kitchen oh. and was like i'm not watching this <laughs> well it's too much for her but that that's all of this to say that the first scene is just like you're you, immediately you know the stakes you're like all right fuck these people they better get wasted by the end of this movie i think we talked about this on an older episode too like i don't think every movie has to be like this but i do like that it doesn't stray away from the violence both on like showing that it's sort of a necessary thing to fight back but also like 
not show, shying away from showing like the actual like violence that's inflicted you know what i mean and like not that it needs to like i don't know it doesn't need to like gross you out or whatever but like i don't know it just presents it in such a way of like that feels like i don't know it's some movies like this sanitize it a little bit you know yeah and i think that it but it there were never parts where i was like god i really have to look away like there was nothing really I don't know. It wasn't like it was. It was violent, but it wasn't really gruesome. I mean, there was, I guess, like maybe one part where I was like, "Oh." There's a couple, but, yeah. Um, but it was. Um, but it it didn't seem like it wasn't like violence porn. You know, it just was like, and and so I mean, so much of the movie just is about violence. I mean, it's about what what you were saying. Violence is necessary to, uh, for revolution, mm-hmm. and violence is being enacted upon people in these various ways, and violence can inspire people. Um, to to become gods, right? That's like part of the whole. That's like part of the whole plot of the movie. And there's this like great. Well, it's not great. It's horrible. But it like again like totally lays the this this was like the moment five minutes into the movie that I was like, oh, I'm like I have to see this, is when the governor, whatever the the main antagonist, mm-hmm. goes on this like has these lines about how like this bullet came from England and it costs a pound. And a British person made it, and it came across here on a British ship, and you can't waste it on killing one of these Indian people. And then you're like, oh, shit. Like, these people aren't even worth the the bullets in Englishmen's guns. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this, so, like, it, the... the the act of violence and like how violence is enacted upon people and why. Um, I mean, that's just, it's just so, it's so integral to the plot of the movie. Yeah. And I love, I love actually that they're not really even like that complex of characters. They're just like fucking nasty. Yeah. No, I, lo- I loved it. I was like, I don't need any fucking nuance because this doesn't actually require nuance. Mm-hmm. Like there's fuck these. There's people. one nice British person and it's, that's fine though. She's she's cool. Yeah, she, that, that was it's sort of odd, though. She's just sort of she like plays a role in the movie. But like, I don't really get it. It felt like not necessary it's, at it's all, all for beam. Plot. It's all for beam. <laughs> not nothing for her character. But her character doesn't need it. Doesn't need it. Um, and, and right. I was just I was just surprised that there was one nice white person at all. I was like, <laughs> wait, why? <laughs> like, uh, I don't I will get too hung up with names this time. But I do like Ray Stevenson is a pretty cool actor. And then Alison Duty um one of my friends pointed this out and i i absolutely love it her first film uh was a view to a kill so she's literally a bond girl and now she's like you know playing this figure of uh you know british imperialism i thought it was pretty great whoa that rules well it it in in a certain way (laughs) it's that's crazy that's great yeah she's great she's in Indiana Jones. All right. <laughs> um, I didn't know who she was. I was like, this person looks very familiar. But I was like, Gooey will tell me. Gooey, I think, Gooey's got the I goods. think she hasn't been in as much lately. She's similar. <laughs> so speaking of uh, actors who are in Indiana Jones and then not much, but it kind of, it's not as big of a, like, she's been in more stuff, but the guy in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah, kind of a, yeah. not a, exact, but you know what I mean? Like, in these movies and then kind of not, as much on the radar anymore and then kind of coming back though i guess i don't know if this is a big movie for her i guess probably in india she's probably making a lot of money from it yeah i mean i think that it's from what i was that i didn't read much about about the 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 you know the making of the film and its distribution and whatever but everyone's like 
this movie is like the biggest export right now. I mean, it's like so it's the highest it's the most watched uh, international quote unquote film uh, Mm -hmm. on Netflix. I mean, it's like ever. So it's definitely like it's well known. It's a big it's making a lot of money. And it's Mm -hmm. also like people are watching it. So after this happens, I love the way they introduce both the characters, particularly she's the girl is abducted. And then they're like, it's like almost like John Wick style where it's like, he oh, will be coming. Yeah. And then you get this awesome introduction of beam uh, where he's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, in nature, like fighting, uh, fighting a tiger and a wolf or whatever. These this crazy CG sequence. I thought it was awesome. <laughs> God, it was so cool. I also uh, just there. First of all, like the first note that I wrote at all, because I just was like my like mouth was on my jaw was on the floor for like the until I wrote this note, which was I need more tigers in my movies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I also love that at the very beginning of the of the film, there's like this long disclaimer about like all the animals are CGI, just so you know. And I was like, oh, dang, there's going to be a bunch of animals in this movie. And there, there were, were, yeah. But it's but it started with a wolf and a tiger and Beam fighting them, and oh god, it was so cool. And this is, I guess, this is where I point out too. Like, I do, I really love like the the. There's more cooler sets in other parts of the movie, but just like the look of the movie and the cinematography and like the feeling of it all, uh, I like how it doesn't try to hide the CG creatures. Obviously, they don't look completely photorealistic um but part of it is like we're seeing them do things you just never have seen you know anyone do with these types of things so it's probably really hard to do but yeah like it's they're clearly like very cgi but they look awesome and like the movie looks awesome it doesn't try to like mute the colors or like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like dim it a little bit so it blends in better (laughs) like the no yeah no that's such a good point yeah, it looked awesome. I, I loved like, you know, just they showed how kind of connected he is with nature because he's being chased by this one animal and he sees the tracks from the other. And, you know, he knows like, OK, I can, you know, he knows how to kind of catch them both. And they, the, it's a good setup, like both of them. They have sort of the fire and water thing. They show like this guy is more he's like more chill. He's connected with nature and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, as compared to uh Raju's intro which which is shows that he's like uh he's got a score to settle I guess you know what I mean Mhm Yeah which yeah it seems like and that, I mean that that comes into play like that's part that's the big twist for me like that's the twist in the movie that happens at the halfway point That is the only real twist yeah Yeah when you figure out what his what his actual score to settle is <laughs> But his intro is obviously so sick so he's like I guess the fire too I think he's like a soldier uh, in the British army or whatever. I, I don't know particularly what, you know, the org structure here, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, um, they're like, there's like this insane scene where there's like a massive riot going on. One of outside, one of their bases and they smash a, like some, uh, they smash something like a portrait, right? Or, of like the king or something. I don't even remember what it yeah, was. Yeah, I think it was a picture of the king. They're like, arrest that man. And so he goes, he like jumps over the fence. And you have this, I love this sequence where he's just fighting like a crowd of like hundreds of guys. Um, 
Oh, it's such a good way to start the movie. And the way they did some of the shots were cool. Like how they got like, they almost like got the camera up in like, it's, it's very like, um, what's the, what's it called? Like very, it's a little strange, but I love how they do it. They get the camera like while they're in like a, a fort of guys, you know, and you've got him like fighting in this little fort of guys. It's like a very creative, very cool, like type of action sequence. Yeah, absolutely. They like dogpile on top of him and then the camera is like at the bottom, basically like looking up at him, like fighting people who are like on top of him and like you can see the sunlight kind of coming in. Oh, it's so cool. And the music just fucking slaps the whole movie. But like this oh, part yeah. in particular, I was like, oh, this is what we're working with. OK, <laughs> the mu- the music is all pretty awesome in this. Uh, I-, I forgot. Oh, M.M. Uh, Kiravani did the music and. I think I don't know if you watched that music video, but I sent you the music video for one of the songs from the film. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't watch it because I was in the middle of watching the movie and I was like, I don't want to ruin anything. It's great. Well, (laughs) let me describe it to you because it's got it's got like the, you know, kind of some musicians playing the music. And then you've got these five guys. They look like a boy band basically doing like. And they're like they're singing together and they're cheesing or whatever. And then you've got. M.M. Kiravani, who's like, he's been composing film, I guess, for a long time. So he's like an older guy and he's there playing a synth rocking out, you know, and then uh, he plays a violin solo at one point and they get the like the the boy band or whatever, like to come hang out with him. And they're like jamming with him and they're like snapping their fingers. And then at the end, the two stars of the film come out in like their nicest suits and they hang out with him. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so sick. So cool. Yeah, I got to watch it. <laughs> but yeah, awesome opening. Like, it, it's hard. Like, we could go forever describing, like, the action sequences here. But they are, like, um, I don't know, in a lot of ways. And maybe it's just because, I mean, I've seen clips of Bollywood movies that are also this crazy. But uh, I, I don't know if it's inspired by this. You know, they probably have their own history of doing this. But the thing that it most, like, makes me think of are, like, kind of, like, um, like 70s and, and earlier like kind of kung fu movie like movies where you have mm-hmm. like you know people uh s- sort of like the, the and especially because they have sort of those classical settings i guess it's a little different it's a different time period but you know what i mean it's like this old time setting and these big uh crazy sort of uh fighting sort of sequences you know like a little like heightened reality that's what i'm thinking of when they're in for example when he's in the mound of guys it's like that's not actually like realistic necessarily but it's so it's so like captivating the way it's done it's like i've it's like i've never seen this before (laughs) that's kind of the vibe i get from the movie of like i just think of so many especially once they all get into delhi it sort of reminds me of a very like classical movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it, it, it really has made me like, cause I, I'm so interested in like how, how this started, how my research started was I was like, I think I just like Googled our, 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 cause I was like, all right, well, what's, what's what the internet? Here? What's the, <laughs> yeah. What's the internet going to serve me? What's, what does Google think I want to know? Um, and it, it gave me like an article a uh, New York magazine that was like other bombastic movies to watch if you liked RRR and I'm like okay 
And in in there was a, a link to like some other things, and then I was off and running. But um, but basically, it was it was like there are like th- this is not. I mean, it is now that I know it's the most expensive film, you know, and it's like has such a wide reach and you know it, the the pedigree of the actors and the director and all this stuff. But it it seems like there's like this long history of 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 films that are not unlike this. Um, and uh, I the first movie that we talked about was Yes, Madam, uh, which is also you know a foreign film. Um, and I think that one thing I'm getting from us talking is that a lot of movies that whip are not from <laughs> the United States. So well, we we already <laughs> talked about the blockbuster comparison. Like if anything, like this, I don't know, like. I'm not going to stop watching some of this garbage, but this movie definitely is like <laughs> this and, and some of the other ones we talked about are like, man, it it's not even worth it to try and watch American movies, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, there's and there's such a rich, rich history that like I'm now, you know, I'm sort of pitifully ignorant about this and I am about American cinema as well, but me I'm, too, I guess yeah. it's really it's it's getting me. I think that you're a little uh, further down the curriculum than I am, <laughs> but I, uh, I mean, I'm just so, I'm, I'm getting so interested by, you, you got to start somewhere, you know, <laughs> might as well be yes, madam and RRR. <laughs> yeah. So we'll maybe have to keep broadening our horizons here. It's been pretty <laughs> yeah. fun. So yeah, they, they have the introduction with Raju and he's the soldier, but he's, they know that Beam is coming to get Molly back and they're all talking about it and he... Uh, is gonna go for it. He he wants to go like undercover so that he can get the and catch him so he can get like a promotioner. He's like a promotion. He's like some officer or whatever. Uh, and th- so he goes off and you know he's doing some sleuthing, but they end up like kind of coincidentally meeting, right? Um, mm-hmm. and it's this incredible sequence on the bridge. Uh, that is so cool. It's like. It's immediately like, okay, so they like they go and there's some like disaster that is occurring and they gotta save this kid. And they're so far away from each other, and I love this that they're they like eyes meet and they like are just making some gestures and they know this is how they're superheroes. They're like telepathic because they can they immediately pull off this incredible feat like without any like real communication. <laughs> oh, it was so awesome. It was so awesome. I was it, it it's like you're you're not you're left so breathless that you don't have time to ask questions, you know? Uh and there's no questions to be asked. You know, it's not it's not trying to be real. Like it's like these two people like immediately make a connection because they're like, We gotta save this kid and they're like, I'm gonna get on this fucking horse. This and is you're gonna get on this they fucking motorcycle. The horse and motorcycle dynamic, which is awesome oh, too. Oh god, it's like the sexiest <laughs> thing in the world. These like two fucking dudes on these on a horse and a motorcycle. They look great. Like, yeah. Come on, <laughs> come on. Um, yeah, no, it's awesome. That's that was one of my favorite scenes. And then what follows is just a, the dopest like friendship montage. Yes, <laughs> and song. Yeah, of course they do this crazy <laughs> stunt on the bridge. Blah blah blah. Friendship montage, <laughs> which also has some yeah. of the like cool like lyrics that are seem very on the nose, where they're like, "This is yet to be determined if this will end in bloodshed." You know, I'm sure it's yes. it's probably more poetic yes. in. The original language but it heightens it for me i'm like that's a fucking sick lyric actually yes i loved i loved the on the nose lyrics i just, personally i just was like all right sweet like 
now I know, like, this is what we're working with, you know? It was, I loved this it. This was and a it was fucking just, awesome a long... montage. It was so long. It was so long. Like, we don't even need, like, <laughs> and then after it, I, like, instantly believe that these guys were best friends. Like, no doubt. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's another way, like, that it felt like older movies, too, or it felt like it, like, conveyed a lot through, like, sometimes dance or sometimes, like, just like a, this is like a weird music video almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm just like it, I get so swept up in like the craft of it all that I'm like I'm I'm convinced. You know, uh, the music was amazing when they're doing this. It's just yeah, best buds already. Yeah, th- I think that one of my favorite parts of the whole movie, yeah, was the scene on the bridge, which is uh. You know, and that's when like the the real title of the movie comes up, which is like forty five minutes in by this point. They drop like, the, the title the scenes... card. It's so sick. Yes. Oh God. And then the music starts, and then there's this like sick friendship montage. And like at that point was when I realized something you had sent me was a, a take from uh, one of your Twitter friends, I think, uh, or maybe somebody else. That was like this movie's like so unapologetically romantic among you know other things and so i was expecting it to be like you know like a like lust you know like a sexual like i don't know like a girlfriend whatever Mm -hmm. and i was like oh no like this is this is just romance like between these two friends like that's what this is um because that's what the whole movie is about it's this like friendship epic you know that's i guess that's also what gave it kind of like a classic feel to me it felt a little like, and maybe this is just my frame of reference, but it felt like kind of Shakespearean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, but about your bros, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was definitely about bros. Yeah, it was kind of like, it was definitely like, it's star-crossed lovers, yes. you know, in a way. Um, although it, it ends much happier than Romeo and Juliet, but like, that's what the song is about. It's like these, they might even use the term star-crossed. I don't know. I don't think so. It felt a little more literal than yeah, that. Yeah, it was, but. <laughs> yeah. Um... I love, yeah, I loved it. Uh, it, it also, it also reminded me, I guess, uh, cause there's all, I love these kind of movies. It's cheating for me. Like that whole, like I'm undercover. I have the secret, uh, or really two secrets in this case, uh, actually three. Cause the other guy also had a secret. Um, but I love that sort of thing. It's very cheap, but it makes me think of my favorite movies like point break. And, uh, when they, when they ripped <laughs> it off and, uh, fast and furious but uh i just love i always get really if the if the bromance is convincing it like uh, i don't know it really gets me it really gets me going yeah well like there was so many uh layers of like misunderstanding so their so their friendship starts kind of like in this like sort of uh i don't know um the super almost supernatural or like primal way where they're like oh we just like like each other man they're magnetic um mm-hmm. but they're yeah. both as it as it turns out they're both um you know pretending to be other people and so you know and then they then there's like various misunderstandings ensue and then at the end when like it all they all it all comes out and they're all coming clean they're like oh wait we were like actually both revolutionaries you know we weren't these people who that we were pretending to be, which were not revolutionaries. Yeah. yeah, it was great. It started as friends and then, you know, second and third act. And then it, you know, it, it resolved. There's something about two guys having these feelings for each other, but they also have something they can't tell the other. It's like, yeah, it's very oh, romantic. Man. Yeah, very romantic. Um, 
and but he helps it's also like i love the i do love their friendship like beyond the montage because the next thing that really happens is he helps uh beam get to know jenny buxton who's like the niece of uh scott ray stevenson's character and it it's ser- the function it serves is so he can get inside the palace and you know kind of do a reconnaissance and and stuff like that but i i did obviously love the uh the whole like uh palace date scene that was i rewatched that one a few times where they have the dance sequence here to like impress her yeah uh, you mean the big party yeah the big party where um the one guy's like telling them like oh you you're not refined you don't know how to dance and then they just fucking go totally ham on this guy (laughs) (laughs) yeah the stupid snivelly little white dude <laughs> yeah it was the one lyric they're like come on white boy or yeah 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 that was like the chorus it was like like come on white boy <laughs> i so i was watching this scene and i was like the whole time i'm just jaw you know jaw dropping like wow no this is crazy this is wild wow no and then when it hits the part kind of earlier on where they start doing the suspender dance yeah <laughs> it sent me into an like the the stratosphere i was like <laughs> this i that was like immediately like i and it was like this was only like less than an hour in i think yes but i was like i'm spent after yes this. and then yes, even I was like, from that point, not the finale <laughs> this the scene keeps going on and the song keeps getting more intense as it goes on and they beat that guy i loved it and yeah. uh it's such a great moment when he like sacrifices himself in the dance to like help out his buddy. Yes, Rom uh pretends he has a cramp in his leg and then like lets Beam win <laughs> win the dance so that he can woo Jenny. Um and this actually I will say well two things. One I was going to say that there was a moment uh at at the beginning of this when the when the white boy <laughs> is like you know, saying like, you're not refined, you can't do the flamenco or whatever. And, um, and there's like one, uh, black guy who is the drummer. This is so ridiculous. This was ridiculous. And he just, but there's this like moment of like solidarity, right? This like, yeah, there's like, all it takes is just like one shot of this dude just like looking over and like shaking my head, you know? (laughs) I just think it's probably different there, but I feel like if you did that in like, an american movie where you cut to this guy having no rhythm and then you cut to the one black guy going like oh no oh (laughs) interesting i I actually didn't even think well i didn't even think of that because i just was like i just thought of it as like oh god i i immediately clocked it i was like i was like because the the rest of the band is like you know presumably british like they were white all white people Mm -hmm. and there's like the the one dude on the drums and but they like sort of acknowledged it with this. I I, I hadn't even thought that this was like oh of course like he's the one who's got rhythm. But <laughs> That's what I thought it was because then when dang. they start like going crazy, they cut to him again and he's like hell yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought it. I thought it was this like sort of solidarity like anti. Well, it could be. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny though. I hadn't even thought about that. That's what I'm saying. It might have a different meaning there, or maybe that's just my own like you know like indoctrinated in me like that's how i see it you know right but, yeah i mean you're not wrong <laughs> i mean but the co- you know the context i guess matters but um i mean i think it can be both i think it can be both <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i also was gonna say this scene is where i where i realized that like 
these musical numbers are like very literal. They're not, uh, they're not, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Figurative. I don't know. They're not like musical numbers just about whatever and then cut back to reality. You know, it's like, oh yeah, it's, uh, it's like literally happening in real time in the, oh, oh, I don't know that word. (laughs) I think diegetic is the word. All right. Yeah. Google Uh, it. Make sure that (laughs) occurring within the context of the story and able to be heard by the characters. Whoa. Hell yeah. Well, it's exactly (laughs) diegetic. That's great. I'm glad that I feel smart. Hell yeah. You are. Um, But yeah, I mean, like Jenny is like she literally is like, come on, like, you know, Beam, although his name is not Beam at this point because he's pretending to be somebody else. But whatever. Um, But she's like, you know, like she really wants him to win because she like has this crush on him. Um, and it's like, this is a very literal, like, plot point. Um, and that comes that comes into play in a bigger way later. Oh, big time, yeah. In a big way. Um, in a more serious know. way, where here is, like, a little... It's it's meant to be, like, this is for fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. This is this is light uh, before it gets, like, to the, to the darkest part of the movie, which just comes shortly after that. Yeah, and um, so the... It, that's where he gets kind of the in, you know, and he gets to, you know, he goes on some cute dates, but he really gets to see the inside and see Molly again. And that's where then they, they're planning this big escape. But at the same time, uh, uh, Raju, who's going after one of like uh, Beam's allies or whatever, he gets poisoned by him. And they have to have this scene where I love this scene where, um beam saves raju like using their you know their tribes like medicine or whatever and here he sort of reveals himself you know who he really is and like his mission and and i love that where you can't quite tell i don't know i don't think you can tell where he seems angry maybe but where he's like reaching out to beam you know what i mean and trying right to... right because he because so beam just closes the lie to his his bestie uh who is in uh who who's like indisposed <laughs> to use a british term he's indisposed because he's been poisoned by a snake so he's like telling him all this and you really can't tell what rom's reaction is because you're like uh is he mad is he just is he trying to say something like we can't tell which i thought was just oh it was so perfect like it was so perfect to have so this, romantic like, scene yeah yeah that's some romeo and juliet shit right there <laughs> i guess it is revealed in the next scene sort of because he goes to rescue here and that's where we get the payoff of the where he captured the animals and he's like i i use you for my need brother because they like this they unleash all these animals onto oh this. Oh my like, god! I just got it. Big palace party. I just <laughs> understood that. I did not understand. I did not get the. I didn't. It didn't even occur to me like where these animals came from. <laughs> but yeah, so you have you're this thing absolutely of like, right. <laughs> not just the native people of the land fighting back, but the wildlife as well is like a very powerful image. And I love that scene where they all fucking come out of the thing in slow motion. Oh, God, it's so fucking cool. So what Gooey's referring to, I mean, hopefully you've seen the movie if you're listening to this, whatever. The beginning, Beam is like basically fighting the tiger, as we talked about. And then he like uh, stuns it or kills it. You're not really sure, but it like stuns it with some sort of like a powder or whatever. And then it's like 
forgive me, I'm using you for my need. And I just was like, oh, okay, like he's going to eat the tiger. I don't know. I just didn't, it, I just, I like Yeah, you think that. like, oh, he's just like, you know, a typical like, I'm killing you for food, but I'm sorry. That's right, what it exactly. But then you are absolutely right that what he's doing is like basically capturing these animals to use in a battle against the British in their own garden party, which was fucking awesome. This is all this is all like checking out and even more awesome well, that, now that you're explaining it to me. This this going back to the original introduction, that's what's cool about both their setups is it it ends up obviously serving a purpose in the narrative, which is maybe the least important thing for me. Um <laughs> but it's also really cool. And then the most important thing I think is that both of their sequences tell you everything you need to know about the character, you know? Um, so yeah, great intro, but then this scene where he unleashes them is crazy and they're, it's so violent. They're fucking up, you know, <laughs> all these people at the party. Um, yeah. but of course when Raju comes back and he's got this, he's, he has like a, Oh, he's like driving a stagecoach, right. Or something like that. And he yeah. ends up like a, flipping a it, flaming, a flaming firing. Fire. Yes. <laughs> so fucking yeah. cool. So now he's like revealed himself to him. And it's yeah, this is like, I don't know, an amazing scene. And obviously, like, I don't know, there's too many. There's too many cool things that happen in the action scenes to even talk about them. Yeah. Uh, all, yeah, there's too many fucking cool things. It's so it's so good. It's so good. Um, But then what we pretty much learned, though, right after that, that uh, Ramaraju is not just an officer who's undercover as this guy, but he's actually undercover as an officer and he's actually a revolutionary. Yes. That's what it gets. It gets a little like, oh, man, there's <laughs> this guy's got so many hats on, basically. But right, right. Because he was a, he's a British officer and we know that. And we know that then he goes undercover to try to find someone, try to find Beam. And so then Beam doesn't know that he's an officer. So then he's revealed to Beam as an officer. But then after the intermission, which I believe that that like brief cutscene, not cutscene, but there was like a, a, not a title card, but kind of like a pause in the film that I was like, oh, this is the bathroom break. <laughs> this is the this is the <laughs> intermission because it's three hours long. <laughs> yeah, this is a perfect um, spot, obviously, for it. But then and then, but immediately afterwards, you're like, oh my god, he's actually a revolutionary because I thought at some point he would go through some change and then become uh -huh. a revolutionary, but no, like this dude has been on the inside the whole time and he purposefully like went incognito and joined the British army to try to like work his way up there so that he could try to provide guns to the people so that they could revolt against the British. So, yeah, so he, he was like working his way up. So he was kind yes. of like, he has, he already has this sort of like inner struggle of like, am I, am I taking it too far to get my goal, which is also good. Um, and then it becomes even more complicated when Beam is involved, uh, especially they have this. Well, this is this is what's great. What changes him too? I like too, like his reveal. It's like they reveal this from him and it totally changes his character, like your perspective on him. But then he also has his like change of heart ish moment here. And it actually like makes it interesting. Then when you're like rewatching it, you kind of know that, you know, like. 
it, it works differently, but it's, it gives him some development here in a different way, I guess, like your perspective of him. But basically they have this brutal, like public, uh, whip flogging scene and they want to try to make beam kneel to the crown essentially. And, uh, even they have like the one Buxton lady give him like the thorny one and it's all nasty. And she's such a monster again. She's such a monster. She's like, he didn't even bleed. And then she like throws this whip with like nails coming out of it. I was like, Oh, that was, that's, I think the hardest part uh, to watch, but it's not, it's still not really hard to, to watch because most of it is a musical number. It's he's literally singing that's and that is, it's, it's very literal. Yeah. Yeah, he he sings and to the crowd of people, and instead and the, instead of being made an example of, he just like incites like a riot uh, for the people that are forced to watch this by the crown, you know. Um, so it's I I thought it was just like beautifully is beautifully done. Yeah, and this was a big turning point for Raju. It's very convincing to me, where he's like, okay, like I I need to help him and save her, like even though he's at the same time given this like he gets an opportunity maybe to secure these weapons he's like he, he from his he comes to understand that you know we can't just do it with violence like he's like this guy will you know inspire a lot of people with yeah with his song you know like that's what ends up being kind of cool about the movie is that it's sort of these two different these two different revolutionaries, you know, who have the same goals, but it becomes about them kind of like uh, understanding each other <laughs> and their goals and synthesizing, which is so cool, I think. Yeah, that's so, cool. I hadn't quite thought about it like that, <clears throat> but that's exactly what it is. Not that they don't beam is not certainly it's not like anti-violence or whatever, but they just sort of have like, here's what we care about. Here's what we care about. And, you know, we actually share the same goal here. You right. Know? And, and different tactics to achieve the same goal. Right. When and how how Raju is like, yeah, he I thought that, you know, the power was basically in, in weapons and like giving them to the people. But, uh, you know, Beam has showed me that he inspired a riot through song again, like a literal song. Oh, God, it's just cool. I just love that. It's like. It's just, it's, it's never something you see in U- U.S. cinema, you know? And I'm sure yeah. that's, like, to- totally run-of-the-mill, like, dime a dozen <laughs> in uh, in Indian cinema, probably, I think. Um, but I don't know. But it's just, it's something that was so refreshing to me, because I, like, hadn't... It was very, yeah. It was yeah. sick. Uh, so so sick. It, it both makes sense, like, so then he's like, okay, I'm going to help rescue both of them. Uh and he comes up with this plan that actually makes sense, like, um, because of that whole riot where he's like, we should execute him. He tells us to the Buxton dude or whoever, like, we should take care of this outside of town and we can bring the girl to make her watch. But, you know, we don't want to martyr, essentially, is what they're trying to do. And so he can, like, set up this ambush to uh, free him. And I really like the ambush scene. Also cool, like the rescue sequence, pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I don't know, just another like the movie just keeps having cool, like cool set piece, whether it's a song or like action moment. This is mm-hmm. maybe this is maybe another great one where they're they sort of like break them out. Uh, but then it has it also has that 
I love the moment at the end where like Beam doesn't realize he's trying to help. He thinks he's trying to kill Molly. So like, like he escapes, but now it's the reverse. Like they both kind of go through the same story in regards to the other person. I do like right. that. Right. Yeah. They don't realize that the other, that they're on the same, that they're on the same side. And that's going on for like two hours of the movie, you know? <laughs> Um, it's very, it's again, this like Romeo and Juliet kind of like, you're like, no, come on, you guys. <laughs> yeah, this um, is like wires are crossed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. But eventually they, but eventually they do figure it out. Well, yeah. Cause eventually like they stay with beam stays with like Raju's sister or someone like that. And so he kind of finds out his promise to his village, which the, the scenes of him as a kid with his dad were also pretty great. Very intense. Where his dad's like basically guiding him through, uh, you know, fighting off these British people. And that's where he like makes him make his promise. So you believe like, yeah, this would be his like modus operandi <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very long, like back, like backstory cut scenes of, of Raju as like a kid, like while his like whole like town is getting murdered. Yeah, very, very intense. Very, very good, though. Um, but yeah, that's where. Great. They learn from like Beam's sister, like his true intentions. And so, you know, he's like, okay, I'm going to go save him now. He saved me. Uh, yeah, I think they, no, they learned it from Raju's uh, betrothed. His oh, like, okay. his, his, uh, his girlfriend, whose name is Sita. Um, and that's uh, also so- something I learned. Sita, so Ram is, as you mentioned, a mythological and like religious figure. And Sita is, is this the name of the of his lover in oh, yes. the myth as well so it's like pretty on the nose but like they don't shy away from that like even at one point they're like ram and sita and it's like if, if you knew that which i of course did not but it's like ah yes yeah, like this is what this is referencing <laughs> just to be clear i also believe i i think i had read that like there's a character similar to like beam in that story who also has to rescue Rom or something like that. Or maybe mm. the roles are revert. It was something like that. Like there's, even though those characters never meant met, there was like a similar instance with like another character, you know, that they also like kind of drew inspiration from. And I liked that Sita was like, um, she, she basically like saved, saved them from being caught by the, by the Brits because they're on the run. Cause they escaped the hanging um, because she was like, can you help us? We need we need help. They have smallpox. Small and then these like fucking fucking soldier bitches were like, oh, my God, don't get near me. And she keeps <laughs> Which, going like, please help us and like stepping forward. And they're like, ah, yeah, yeah. To like distract them because they're like imminently about to find to find the people who are on the lamb. And she's like, please help me. We have smallpox, which is so smart. I was like, hell yeah. It's like COVID these days. <laughs> she actually got a good moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she did she did get her one her one like useful moment. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh and so like while he's in prison, Raju's in prison prison, he's like he's in such I love this. He's in like they put him in tinier and tinier cells and he can't even move, but even like when he's in this one where he's sitting down, he finds a way to do pull ups <laughs> and he's Freaking just like rules. super jacked. It's awesome. <laughs> but um yeah, they they come and they do this big rescue sequence, which I think the big standout thing from this, it's so fucking awesome, is the piggyback 
part. Oh god, is so yes, awesome. because they have presumably like fucked up. They f- the other soldiers beat Raju and they fucked up his knees. Um, and so then he's in this tiny cell and he can't move anyway, but his legs are fucked up. He's doing up. pull-ups. Yeah, and then uh, Beam comes and rips off the door. It's like a tiny cell like in the ground. It's like yeah. recessed <laughs> under the ground. And he just rips this thing off and then grabs him and puts him on his shoulders. So then like Beam is the legs and Raju is the arms. And they're like just like running around fucking kicking ass as like one body. It's so cool. Yeah, they do a lot of creative things. Again, it's like what, what I was saying about one of the opening sequences where that's that's the thing I like when you like give an action sequence that's like creative and like this has probably been done before, but you know what I mean? Feels like wholly unique and they find all these different interesting ways to incorporate this idea of like these two guys fighting like one on top of the other, you know, and it builds perfectly. Right. Yeah, it feels so refreshing. He gets a gun and then he went like and they do all these moments where you're like, oh, shit, he's got two guns. You know what I mean? Uh, I just <laughs> yeah. love that where they keep upping the ante a little bit, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like a couple of parts. Well, I mean, the whole thing is it's just wild. But there's like a couple parts where he'll just like sort of shoot behind him and like get someone. And you're like, fuck, yeah, it's like some John Wick shit. It's so it, cool. Or <laughs> like lean completely back on him. Yes. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> Um, they, they save him, they heal up their wounds. And then this is the scene we talked about early on where he gets sort of like, he gets godified, you know, and he comes out as, as Lord Rama and they're, they've become at this point now, they've inspired each other to become like the true heroes that they really are, you know? Yeah. He like a beam kind of fixes, fixes Raju or Ram, <laughs> and and then he becomes like the the god, the 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 mythological like larger than life figure, uh, even like wearing the like the whole recognizable garb of like all of the mythology of this character. Yeah, it's awesome. Shooting the shooting the bow, mm-hmm. some sick bow stuff. <laughs> sick bow Again, stuff. Again, a lot of good. Yeah. <laughs> Just in the moment to moment, like I can't describe the whole scene, but the moment to moment of the scene is incredible. And then, like, I'm sure exactly like their mythological counterparts. Again, they incorporate, I love this ending where they're, they've got the horse and the motorcycle riding yes. at the same oh, time. Oh, God, the horse and the and motorcycle they, again. <laughs> they do this elaborate stunt where they crash the motorcycle, like, into the palace, which is, like, filled with explosives. Yes, exactly. You're like, all right, <laughs> sweet. It's... The palace is literally full of TNT. You're like, okay, yeah, why not? Let's do this. Uh, yeah, just completely blow it up. It's fucking awesome. And then you get the payoff to, I love that payoff of uh, the Mr. Buxton, where he gets to repeat back to him the the line about wasting, you know, a bullet on, I, I forgot, his whole spiel, you know, about wasting a bullet on the Indian or whatever. The spiel about the, and, the uh, bullet being being expensive. And then he gets to be like, give it back to him. Oh, give it back to him, he says. And he does the load, aim, shoot. (laughs) So Yes. And that little moment of the blood splattering on the sun never sets on the British Empire. Yeah, that was maybe my favorite, like, just shot of the whole film was you just see as he shoots him, like, his, the blood of the, of the governor, like, splatters all over something that says 
the sun never sets on the British Empire, and it's just chef's kiss. It's just so good. <laughs> and then, yeah, they come back. They arm Beam's village, which was sick. So, like, they've come together. You know, I'm going to give your people my guns that I've, you know, we're going to yeah. fight back. And then we get this. They return... They return Molly to her to her mom, who I thought was dead this whole time. I was like, why couldn't you tell me she at least survived? I thought she was dead wow. this whole time. And they in well, that just makes the feel the ending extra good feeling, you know? Yeah, it definitely was. It was really satisfying. They cut these moments in though, like the one you just mentioned, like in the middle of I thought this fucking awesome dance number. And this is maybe Okay. This is where yeah, we get so this to is, your the yo, the, So this is the this is the end of the the movie, and this is this is uh, sort of, I guess, a good segue into like the the more political things that I've learned. But okay, but this dance number is just fucking. I mean, it's like an old school like dance number where they're like singing to the camera. They're on a stage, they're on like a Broadway stage, uh, and there's like tons of backup dancers, tons of set pieces, costume changes. Like uh, all the characters come back. Jenny is there. Sita is there. It's so, it's just, it's like Broadway. It's cool. And they, and they have all, yeah, I love when they're, they're like wearing the different outfits and they're shouting out the different <laughs> people. I just loved all the costume changes. Uh, oh yeah. The costume changes were just so cool. So, so part of, so the, um, so part of what I was like, really like, what the fuck? Like there is some context that I am missing folks was during this final scene uh, or final musical number, there were parts where they would have a line like about a, a, a person or about an area. And then they would kind of like gesture to this, like, uh, an like awesome kind of sculptural painting. Yeah. Of... Like an, a, a painting of these, like pr presumably Indian revolutionaries. And I had no idea who they were. I was like, I don't know who these people are. I don't recognize them. Um, the first person I no shit thought was chairman Mao for a second. And I was like, wait, what, <laughs> what does chairman <laughs> not, Mao have to do with yeah, this? Not Indian. <laughs> No, not it was not him, but so that this is what like sort of start started me where I was like, okay, yeah, I'm missing some I, things here. But it but but it was it was you elaborate yeah, on who ahead. they are. I don't know who they are, um, and if or what this which way the propaganda was going here, but I thought it was fucking awesome and convincing, and I agree. With, yes, I agree with everything they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. So the it, yeah, exactly. So the it, so it was so rad for several reasons. One of which is that it these paintings, these like photorealistic paintings of them, like are are straight out of like communist like uh, propaganda style like posters oh, from like China awesome and Russia, which are just already. fucking rad. Like they looked so sick and so it it's like I uh, just you know it's so, it just like makes your heart like swell just being like oh my god these like revolutionaries you know and i had no idea who they were right but the propaganda is absolutely working right i'm like hell yeah like these like paintings of these like freedom fighters who came afterwards or before them and like oh god it was like it was just you know it, like made you want to cry even though you didn't i had no idea who these people were yeah i was so inspired yeah yeah um so i i, I don't so th that's actually not where I like, I didn't really find answers for who many of those people were. Um, I, there were a couple of them and I was like, okay, these are like, again, these are like freedom fighter uh, people or like uh, past rulers before British, before British rule. Like these are previous people who, you know, were political leaders in India. Um, but um, 
Okay, so the movie's fucking sick. So this is so... Th- those are our... Impre- so it, I, and I was happy to watch this without some of this context. Okay, so... Um, so... Uh, that's like, where do I start? With my PhD that I got yesterday uh, yes, researching this. Okay, off the well, let me just try to just say... Okay, so I, I also clocked this one part where when Beam was confessing to Raju when he was like laying there with the snake bite like we talked about... He said, I have to tell you something. I'm not a Muslim. And I was like, huh. Yes. Okay. I was like, what is this? I didn't know that was a thing that was, that was happening. I, was, I didn't, this was, again, some context that was like lost on me. Oh, I think, yeah, I think you're supposed to pick that up when it, it like looks a little bit like a commercial, <laughs> but like when he's like, I have to go undercover into town and they show him putting on like traditional Muslim garb. Right. Yeah, I guess I well, so I I had I caught that, but I didn't catch like that. That was a big deal. I thought it was strange that that was the first thing that he said. I was like, oh, okay, Uh, weird. Yeah, I think it was like, oh, they wouldn't expect this guy to be Muslim, you know. Right. So um, I so I did not know this. Now, please stop me if there are things, you know, and I'm sure that anyone listening to this, you, you might have much more information on this already than I do. Okay, but like. I did not, I, I did know, I did know that, like, in the vacuum that was left after British occupation of this, like, area in the world, um, India and Pakistan were, uh, they were partitioned, where Pakistan was the, uh, mm-hmm. was for Muslim people and India was for uh, Hindu people. And I knew that there was, like, um, I knew that this was, like, a, that, like, tons of lives were lost. This is, like, a long-standing, you know, war that, as it turns out, like, continues on to this day, right? And so this brings me to what I've, like, sort of learned a little tiny bit um, about Hindu nationalism, which is this, like, you know, fervor about, like, um, basically, like, Hindu supremacy, um, which is the dominant group of people that are in India, according to everything that I've read. And so the, the prime minister of India, who's been there for eight years uh modi is his name and he's this kind of like mm-hmm. donald trump type person who's like very strong ties to these um these hindu nationalist organizations um which is by the way the same group of people where one of the members shot and killed gandhi in 1948 because gandhi although he was hindu was his whole thing was like interfaith peace um and he was too right. you know too um uh, kind and uh, to giving to 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 Muslim people, and so that was you know, that's why he was assassinated. So like the current like state of of like politics in uh, India, right, where there's this like far right like Hindu nationalist person um, who they who's in charge, and there's this like like in the United States, right, there's make America great again. Um, and like mm-hmm. in India, there's this like, um, again, I, I'll stop saying that I'm not an expert on this, obviously, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I, okay, whatever. So there's this like, um, like one of the phrases and like one of the symbols of this is, um, is Ram and Ram being the, the mythological person. It's like this imagined like golden age of the past when there was like Hindu, supremacy and like hindu rule right which is like a fantasy um and so ram is this like character mm-hmm. that is that is you that is upheld by this like group of people that are like 
Islamophobic, yeah, and right, and like oppressive to like Muslim people, which is like this. It's similar in like United States, in Britain, in France, in India. Like Muslims are like always the boogeyman, right? Like hijabs are right, outlawed, yeah. and in India, there's like you can't, you know, in several states, like interfaith marriages are illegal. Blah blah blah. You know, I'm really like interested in like a revolutionary agenda and like our our own revolutionary history in the United States and uh, anti-colonialism and anti-imperialism. And so like as an American like radical who knows nothing about Indian history, this movie seems like this really beautiful like like, anti-colonial answer to something like Black Panther, which feels so like kind of neutered by comparison. Um, It's certainly better than that. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you were saying. like, to me, I'm like, imagine a freaking, like, fantasy action musical about, like, Kwame Ture and Huey Newton and Asada Shakur. Like, that sounds mm-hmm. fucking dope. Like, I love that. Um, but um, yeah. I, I, I think that, like, it, with the, like, <laughs> with all of this backstory, right, where it's like, like, it, it, like, it fits into this agenda that is, like, a little bit uh, complicated, <laughs> right? And, like, mm-hmm. this movie is not, uh, like, f- everything that I found is, like, it's not meant to be, like, propaganda. Like, there's no agenda for this movie, um, which is, uh, I guess, <laughs> good, because I like the movie, right? And this is my take on it, is that it seems, like, really unapologetically, um, like, nationalist and, like, anti-colonialist and, like, fuck, you know, fucking white people and fuck the British. And, like, mm-hmm. you know... Um, but like, I do feel like there's, um, but so what I was going to say is that the, the interviews that I had just like clips of the interviews that I'd seen with the writer and director is like, they're just like this, this story fucking rocked. It's a story about friendship. It's a story about like, you know, fucking flaming motorcycles and like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a fan fiction, right? It does seem like there are other films that are in fact like clear, like, anti-Muslim like propaganda films and it's not that like that's not what the movie is no I think there was there was backlash uh before the movie came out I read on some random site where I had like a translation but there was people like because you saw him wearing this traditional like Muslim garb and people were like oh wait a minute why is our you know this guy dressing like this and I think I think the director was like, oh, it's it's like part of the story. Like it's it doesn't it's not like. It we're not doing anything here, you know what I mean? Yeah, like there's people who can draw upon and any of your like nations, like mythological figures and twist it any way you want it. You know what I mean? So may, yeah. it could be one of those things. I, I don't think the director did that, but, may, you know, maybe that fits in perfectly fine. You know, that probably fits in perfectly fine with like. There's status quo there for sure. There was this one article that I'll that I'll send. Yes, it's more of like a like a newsletter kind of thing, but it's a great great like take on this. I thought, but they talk about the the director and they say uh, his lens is that of a child in awe. His cinema is that of emotions eschewing politics, which is why he says in the very same interview that his movie is an ode to friendship and it's not about patriotism. He just sounds like Zack Snyder to me. Totally, yes. <laughs> who's also fucking awesome. But. Yeah, and then this person goes on to be like, this movie fucking slaps, like, you should definitely watch it, but I was also, like, very uncomfortable. Um, and, like, those two things are not at odds. Like, to me, that's just, like, part of the 
the movie, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I loved it. And I also found it like chilling at parts. Um, and then they said like, um, and this is, I don't know if this is harsh or not, but I'm going to read it. The film in being what it mm. is in its careless, unthinking Hindu wash perspective is right in line with the Hindu Hindutva, which is the uh, Hindu nationalist vision. It may not have Muslims as terrorists or invaders and enemies, but the film leans to a more Hindu, quote, liberal approach with a Muslim family as allies. But it's also not a film that could ever imagine or dare to envision a Muslim man as a leading heroic figure standing tall, proud and equal next to his upper caste Hindu hero. The Muslim is instead a cosplay, a play at pretend for strategic purpose, with Hinduism hell yeah kicking into high gear in the later half. They say, I don't think this film is necessarily dangerous or anything like that. I just find its Hindu-washed fantasy deeply discomfitting and unpleasant in the particularly charged climate Mm -hmm. and context of the fascism that we're living in today. So I think that's like, that really hits on the head, right? Is where it's like, you know, it's not like like the film rocks and it's so good and I think that everybody should see it. But um, with a little bit of context, I was like, ah, okay, I see that this is more complicated than it, and and less, perhaps less subversive <laughs> than I originally thought it was. It, I think may, maybe just because I put it in my own brain, but now I'm starting to, I'm starting to think like the Zack Snydery things where like people say he's like an ultra conservative, like Randian guy when he's just. He's like he voted. He's like he did a like commercial for Joe Biden. Like he's the most basic lib. You know what I mean? <laughs> but everyone's decided he's basic. like this most evil figure. And that's probably like true of this guy where we're like he's just like a guy who's like well-intentioned and trying to make this movie. And probably like there's some things you can pick up from it that, you know, wasn't necessarily what he was trying to say. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I think that like he, you know, probably just doesn't have to think of those things. Right. And I also don't understand like how caste systems work in India. Mm -hmm. Like one of the billion things that I don't understand. Um, But I, you know, everything I read, it's like, this is like the caste system is still like very alive and well. And like these, you know, it's like, these are people from upper castes and they don't like, they don't have to think about it. Right. It's Mm -hmm. like the same as if like, you know, uh, like, any white dude making a movie that's like, oh, I didn't mean it to sound like this, right? Yeah. And it's like, in a way, that's good, right? It's like, good, you didn't, you didn't, you weren't being purposeful because there are plenty that are. But like, you know, it, 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 it the art is what it, it is, right? Mm-hmm. And you can take, take good from it and you can take not good from it, right? So. Yeah, because I, I had read that and I, that was like where I was like, oh, I don't really know if I fully know like this is more of just like poli- political like kind of specific things but i guess the director was inspired by the way he's in the final dance sequence that's the director that. right yeah like yes the, okay like i did times catch where that he's just singing and i'm like oh okay he's like i'm here too that's sick yeah because i was like this dude is definitely the director the producer or something because i was like i do not recognize this man <laughs> actually that's what's awesome about the last scene because it, it becomes it's where like the movie comes out and it's non diegetic now. And yes, we're all just seeing the themes and like Sita's here. And she's like, you know, this was never a thing in her character that she like does a dance, but she does a dance too. you know, everyone dance. I guess everyone dances, but like they gave her a feature, even though she wasn't like necessarily a big role in it, but it was cool. It was like, oh, she's awesome. Yeah, uh, it was awesome. It was so cool. And we're just saying what the movie's about. And the, even so much so that the director 
is here singing too. And I thought he was cute. He's a very cute guy. Totally cute. Uh, yeah. But I, so I guess uh, in 2014, I got this from a variety article, but his home state was split into two regions. They said for political and economic reasons, which I'm like, I cannot begin to understand what happened. But there right. was like a there was like a it's a decades long separation movement. And he said both states sp- speak the same language, uh, same food, culture, same movies. And he said, like, everyone felt like this was coming, coming. And there was this animosity between the two states. And so he also envisioned kind of in his head canon that these two guys were from these two separate states, you know, and they represented that to him about wanting them to come together and you know and then by extension like all of you know these different parts of india to come together but yeah maybe that could that could have been a step forward maybe if if they should do a sequel (laughs) where they also come together with uh pakistan (laughs) or something yeah or or like just muslims in in india (laughs) yeah 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 i think that the um yeah, I I mean to me I'm like listen, it's especially just yeah, I I love I love a good fuck the white man fuck the colonizers mm. tale. Um yeah. No, I'm 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 super super interested and I'm really I've just the, the movie was such a joy to watch and it's I'm ready to watch it again even though it was 3 hours long. Um but I I also like I I'm I'm glad that it broke through because I'm I feel like I'm I'm ready to like try to educate myself a little bit more and you it's know. fucking cool. It's a cool yeah. ass movie. It it whips ass. Um It fucking whips ass. I definitely want to jump on these other two expensive movies he made that are both of the Bahabuli series, I think it's called. And I've I remember a few years ago actually, uh a clip from one being shared. I believe it was from this movie. And it was also like one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. But like, yeah, it was like really cool. But like, obviously, this larger than life, like totally like godlike action uh, in like a historical setting, I believe it was. And it was like, I loved I loved it. It felt like, yeah, there was something like Herculean about these characters, you know? Yeah. And they just (laughs) it's just like something that movies can do that, like, you know, because I'm like, I'm I'm trying to write more and I like took a writing class and it's like I, I think a lot about like you know movies and like I, I, I see scenes in my head like they're in a movie because I watch more movies than I read because I read all day for my job whatever mm. and but like this movie is like y- you can't I mean I guess you could write it but like it just does something like so beautiful that like you know a book doesn't do it just it's so it's so perfect per- perfectly like is the medium you know it's it's oh, awesome yeah because yeah, it takes it takes full advantage of all yeah aspects. and it looks fucking expensive which just is yes, awesome they replicated <laughs> an entire village uh and they did the the set where they recreated delhi was like a big set they did um yeah. i know they were like doing a lot of research in terms of like the details and the accuracy and also like they had a ton of like they did a ton of training and stuff like that like you know, very like basically everyone working on the movie was, you know, at the top of their game. It seems like. Well, all right, yeah, that was a great discussion. We learned a little bit along the way for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm like ready to like keep reading. I'll I'll send you the stuff and we can put it in the show notes or whatever. But uh, I mean, I'm interested, right? Because I, if anyone's got way more information, which probably other everyone else does, but 
you know, I, I hadn't heard any of this from any of my um, U.S. folks. I hadn't, uh-huh. I hadn't heard any of this context. So I was like pretty interested when I was like, hell yeah, like revolutionaries. Then I was like, wait, <laughs> there's more to most, this story. <laughs> most people like, uh, uh, we don't want to do it either. Most people don't want to like speak out of their lane or like what they don't know. You know, I think, I think most everyone I saw, like my friends who liked it really, you know, it was obviously just like, we really connect with this, like, you know, fuck imperialism, colonialism type message. And right. then when same thing, when you're seeing all the stuff at the end, you're like, Oh, cool. Like these guys are cool. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. You're like, sweet. I love this fucking communist ass portrait. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, yeah, that was a great episode. Um, we're eventually, I mean, we're going to do avatar for sure. We are going to do avatar. Um, I, uh, which I'm really excited to watch it, but if some, if something comes up, I feel like, there's always an asterisk like we might throw something else in if it's uh if there's like a big hit or something we were just really stoked to watch this movie we were like well we want to do this we want to watch this more than avatar so that's what we're gonna do avatar is next maybe too long foo we have like a rough lineup but then it's like someone can come along hopefully no one dies god yeah no but if if cool movies come out i would definitely be happy about that I definitely want to watch some more uh, Indian films now. Like, I'm I'm really interested, so I'll, I'll keep you posted on of, how that goes. Yeah, let me know. I'm I'm gonna be looking out too. There's a lot of like good articles I saw of like here's other good stuff to check out. So for sure, for sure. Well, awesome. Yeah, thanks for thanks for doing this episode. Yeah, this was awesome. Um, go watch it. Go watch, Definitely watch it. it. And it's on Netflix. Read some, read some stuff because there's like way, way more. There's crazy. You'll, your brain will be glad you did. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll see everybody next month. Yep. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.